right, guys. Here we are with another Diesel Performance Podcast episode. I am Chris Emke, and I have my co-host, Tim Mahoney, on today. And uh, Tim, we were talking about we had nothing going into this, right? Like, um, my... I mean, I have a lot. I'm just not allowed to talk <laughs> about it. Apparently, we have stuff that is confidential. We can't discuss yet, but. Uh, you know, my my, uh, my my manager, Paul, you know, my, my co-host, my oh. partner in crime, he left me hanging today. Like, he left me hanging. He's at the doctor's office, says he's not feeling well. I say, show me the papers, prove it, right? I don't know what's going on, but you were able to take some time out of your busy schedule, hop on this recording, and we were trying to figure out what are some cool things that we can talk about, that we can share, some hot topics that are going on in the industry, and uh, you know, we, we've had some some stuff going on that I think maybe we take for granted in, in the Cummins world over at the shop. Uh, this is specifically the fifth gen stuff, so we're talking 19 to current. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, a couple weeks ago, we'll start with you know the hottest topic, and that's 22 stuff. Right, so we we had a post on our on our Instagram and on our Facebook a couple weeks ago. Um, I bet you, I bet you lunch that you weren't gonna you know make power on a twenty two, and uh, you had a, a couple tricks up your sleeve that you were you were you were playing dirty with me. I mean, you know, bet's a bet, right? <laughs> so we we have some cool things in the pipeline coming out for an end user to do a twenty two RAM, which up until this time there's there's been a couple guys that have theories. We've had some customers call in to debunk theories as they don't work and they're very challenging and they're uh, they've messed their truck up instead of it actually physically working. So what's kind of this like working package? What do we have as a loophole for the twenty two RAMs to get these things tuned? I think everyone is kind of uh, out there in the open sea trying to trying to tread water right now yeah. with this. Uh, I think there's probably a couple different ways to do this package. Uh, we've worked directly with you know a couple of our hardware competitors to test some stuff. The simplest solution right now we found is uh, basically programming a new 22 ECM, like an untouched uh, from the dealer or unupdated ECM. Yeah. They're pretty costly, uh, too. They are costly. Definitely are costly. Um, you can do it that way. Um, up until this point, I don't think you could also use a used CMF ECM. At least I've tried in the past, and I never could, um, which was cool. So finally figured that out. So do have the ability now... Um, with using the right calibrations, using the right hardware, we can take a 19 to 21 ECM um, and not only put it in a different 19 or 21, like if you crash yours, but put it in a 22. Yeah. Um, have seen guys try to do that and run a 20 file yeah, in a yeah. 22 and doesn't seem to work out too well. Like the them. truck loses gears, like some real crazy, crazy messed up stuff going yeah, in on math, that. Math readings all over the place. Yeah. And, um, no, it's it's an interesting, it's a hot topic, right, Chris? It is expensive. Yeah. Cummins controllers always been expensive. You know, we talk about L5P stuff like that, two, three hundred, four hundred bucks. We, we, you know, inventory or whatever you want to call it, ran low there for a while, so they were pretty hot. But Cummins ECM straight from the dealer list, I think, is thirty two hundred bucks. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Um, but we were able to get one done. Um, done a couple of them now. Yeah. We're looking to uh, hopefully get some some more guys in house to do some more testing. 
There is some other stuff on the horizon of potentially being able to tune it. I don't think like the 22 Cummins is going to be like, a, oh, it'll never be tuned, right? right? But it's um, what we have. It's the technology that we have to work with in the current moment. For those early adopters, guys that have been chomping at the bit, I can't tell you how many times I've had guys you know, reach out. They got rid of their 19 to 20 truck. They got into a 22 because of the CP3, which is another topic I want to go over. Um, you know, The 21 pluses go back to a CP3 pump, which is really inviting to a lot of guys to get out of that 19 20 era truck and get into the newer one for the more you know reliable you know style injector pump but guys are getting into the 22s and <clears throat> they don't like the way they drive or um well i mean you know they they want what they had that they can't have yeah i mean uh, we dynoed so we got spoiled yeah. right 19 truck 19 we had an ho asin uh truck made 410 rear wheel horsepower on it our it scooted dyno. yeah it drove it was, nice it was a fun truck we added 110 115 horse to it did all our EO testing on it, had yep. 50 state legal on that stuff now, which is awesome. Um, and then we got this 22, and like I drove it home from the dealership, and uh, I thought I was going to get run over yeah. on the highway because it's so slow. It's probably one of the only trucks that I've seen get purchased for R&D through the shop. We realized that you know there was nothing to support it as quickly as we had hoped. And the truck was a, a lawn ornament in the shop. Yeah. Just three, collected dust. I think, I mean, we've had it well over a year. Now yeah. we got some miles on it, but I think it had three or 4,000 miles on it sitting before we tuned it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, finally got that one on. I mean, 330 horsepower. Uh, we were just talking with uh, the guy running the dyno today, John, and uh, he was showing us stock dyno runs from the LBZ yeah. at 320 rear wheel horsepower. So yeah. Cummins is definitely behind, and the guys buying those trucks look to add that horsepower in the easiest way possible. We were able to add some horsepower to it. I think we put down 120 rear wheel horsepower over stock on yeah. uh, on our shop, which truck is pretty, pretty consistent uh, to all the earlier years with stock 68s. You know, yeah. it's right in line. Yep. So no, that was cool. It's been a it's been a fun project, and now it's just how do we take that R and D project and turn it in something to you know to get the end user going. Um, so I, I think we'll have something here to like I said to test or release soon. Um, the other hot topic I know you wanted to talk about because you yourself are also looking to get uh, one of these trucks, right? Yeah. You're you're talking about getting a fifth gen here soon. Uh, I believe it's a 19. It's mm -hmm. it's got a CP4 on it currently. Yeah. I think the question I get on a daily basis, just friends, support guys, whatever, is, hey, I have a 1920 Ram, I have a CP4. Do I want to go in for the CP3 re recall? Or hey, I went in for the CP3 recall. I need to get my tunes back. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that double double question, right? Double-ended question there because <clears throat> you'll have there's a lot of stuff going on in the market, right? And in in the forums right now of if you go to the dealer and you get the CP3 recall, the truck is untunable. And we've seen a couple companies come forward with videos and really really detailed descriptions, you know, documentation rather uh, saying, "Hey, don't 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 try to flash the tune. It's untunable." Um, we haven't really ran into that all that much. Like we we haven't been able to bring in a truck or have an existing customer where we weren't able to have the truck recalibrated or tuned again. Um, you know, there's different hardware solutions for that. There are different base files and knowing what file is in the vehicle, um, that operating system does go a long way. I know, uh, 
what we've talked about behind the scenes when I have a customer call in that's had the recall and they want to get their tunes back, I request the paperwork from the dealer with the recall because the the operating system or the uh, the flash uh, version file, you know what that is, is going to be in that um, warranty analysis or that you know recall analysis for us to be able to say, okay, this is the file that we need to push to that truck. This is the base file that's going to work. Yep, that P six three versus P six four. Um, you know, I, I always went off EC numbers. Yeah. The dealer's not going to give you an EC number. Uh, they've actually been changing EC numbers on the new ones. But, yeah, you, you are correct, Chris. I have not had a customer come in the door yet without any other outstanding circumstance that we couldn't uh, we couldn't get him back tuned. Right. Um, outstanding circumstance being I've had a guy, I've had two guys now, somehow their dealer managed to um, either – break the tabs on their ECM or yep. uh, brick their ECM. I'm not exactly sure, but those guys both got new ECMs. New ECMs, and the dealer didn't tell them. Dealer did not tell them yep. until they called back, but they got new ECMs programmed with Ytech, yep. and those have been unable to be flashed similar to what we see well, in the 22 trucks. And that's the new ECM with the newest you know, patch file getting flashed into the controller, locking it out. And when you do the CP3 recall, you actually relocate the ECM. There's a new bracket, you know, that's going to be on the ECM to make some extra room for where the CP3 uh, is positioned. So I could definitely see, you know, a tech, you know, maybe it's their first rodeo, maybe it's a higher mileage truck, you know, maybe it's a dirty truck trying to get the clips undone. Boom, you break them. I mean, the tabs on the ECM are very similar to the tabs that you would see on like an L5P ECM that, you know, are notorious for breaking. Yeah. So, you know, we've ran into a couple of those snags where the dealer never told the customer that the ECM was replaced. We had to find out the hard way. Yeah, we had <laughs> to know? find out the hard way. Nice thing right now, um, most of our coming stuff, we do a lot on on some EFI, HPT, some of the other stuff, but most of our guys are on, on EasyLink. Yeah. Um, nice thing about EasyLink right now is they, to my knowledge, are the only ones with the protocol. I think EFI has it, but you have to be on new beta. Um, HPT is close, but EasyLink is the only one right now that has the 22 protocol built in. Mm -hmm. So EasyLink will actually give you the ability, if you do have a locked ECM, you can flash effect to stock, stock and the truck will run. Yep. Yep. So these guys aren't dead on the side of the road, right. right? At least they were able to flash and get up and running. Um, I think the con where the confusion comes in with this update is you have two updates you're battling, right? So CP3 recall update, Cummins came out with a new calibration or new calibrations depending upon your EC number, right? Mm -hmm. What we have found is, in I, I don't work for Cummins, so don't quote me exactly on this, but it appears that there's an added checksum or an added checksum verification in the Cummins file in the new file. Okay. So if the software you're using to edit doesn't account for that checksum, you're going to have a throttle light on the dash. You you're going to have some issues. You're going to have some issues. Truck may or may not run. Truck may run and die. So that issue aside is the Cummins issue. The the bigger issue or the elephant in the room is the FCA side. That is what is locking the ECM. That's the 22S. That's the 22. It's not Cummins that's locking it, at least in my opinion. It's FCA. Um, we've tuned a bunch of 22 HD trucks here yeah. with, with little to no problems. Yeah, we had, we had a motorhome here last week, you know, two weeks ago that we did. It was a 22. Yep. And that's Cummins. FCA yep. doesn't touch that, right? So um, once FCA has reprogrammed and prepped that ECM from start to finish, that that is when it becomes locked, right? Yeah. But the update is not reprogramming it. It's just reflashing the Cummins calibration in there. Um, so we've we've had CP3 files out for a while now, yep. um, ever since, you know, like the, 
I guess the first, you know, SNS CP3 conversion. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. came out. So yeah. I remember trying to figure out that, uh, whatever it was. I We didn't have 19. To, when did we have 19, Tony? Was it late 19 or 19 was it early and 20? 20 was, we, we launched that during COVID, right? So it was, it was May 2020 that we went live with that. Okay. Um, I and I want to say it was like that summer that we were playing around in, in your driveway <laughs> yeah. with a truck with a CP3 trying to figure everything out. Yeah, I remember looking back. I mean, even, you know, when the first SNS kits came out, I was like trying to figure out how to tune this thing and looking back at 18 stuff and trying to figure yep. out the regulator curve and and all that fun stuff. So we're, we're familiar with the CP3 stuff. So all of our CP3 files are actually already built with our shift on the fly on yep. EasyLink, on HPT, on EFI. So we've had really good luck just keeping the files that we've already had built. Um, you go to the dealer, whatever, we have those new files available mm -hmm. for you if you want to flash back to stock. All of our CARB EO stuff is on, um, you know, the newer CP3 style yep. file. So um, all, all really good stuff. Um, I know me and you had talked about it. You're talking about getting this 19. Do we take it in? Yep. I mean, what, are, what is your thought? Like prove the point or? I mean, I've always, uh, I think I've said it, I've said it to you. I've said it to a bunch of friends that if I were to ever upgrade into a, a fifth gen truck, you know, I would look for a 1920 because I feel people are going to liquidate those trucks for the simple fact that they don't want the CP4. They want to upgrade to the CP3. In the world that I live in, for every one individual truck that I've seen with a CP4 failure, I have 10 other customers, and I've seen 10, 20 other trucks where there's no issues and there's a lot of miles. Yeah. So for me, I look at it as, as you know, uh, EFI or EFI, Extragy offers the, the the system saver, right? So you have that improp. It's a very simple install on a, on a Cummins probably 10 minutes if you're if at most yeah you right have the, i don't i don't remember what size it is but you got a little star bit on yeah it exactly there's two or three you know you bang them out it's done deal um but the cp4 is going to have a limitation as far as what kind of power the truck is going to be capable of making and you know i am coming from you know a 650 horsepower you know fourth gen truck that had a turbo it had a trans it had a fuel system i mean it was a fun truck so for me i look at it as is i'm going to initially get the truck I'm probably not going to do the CP3 recall. I'm just going to keep the truck the way it is. I want to get the trans addressed right away. I want to make sure that that's, you know, robust and up and running, you know, get that taken care of, you know, do an intake, you know, tune the truck, you know, do some cosmetics, wheels, tunnel cover, stuff like that, just like what my last truck was. Yep. Um, but I think a CP3 is going to come into the mix once I start figuring out, okay, what's the turbo configuration going to look like? Do I plan on doing anything like that? But from a reliability perspective, you know, again, I, I've seen CP3s fail in the same fashion as a CP4. Is that as common? No. But, I mean, I've heard of guys doing the CP3 recall from the dealer, and they have just as equally that many complaints with the work that was done or, you know, how it was performed. So I'm up in the air, honestly. I've talked yeah. to our local dealer. They said that they would do it under uh, under the recall for me, no problem. But I figured just get the truck first. That's probably yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah, that's that's the biggest hurdle right now. I, I tell you what, I have seen guys who went to the dealer, went to the dealer, thought they had the recall done, and like I, I don't think they got the recall done yeah. based on what tune runs in the truck yeah. and what tune doesn't. So yeah. it's uh, it's definitely interesting there. Um, something we've been playing around with and, and just recently released with the 50 state tuning. Um, is the HP tuner shift on the fly, yep, yep. right? So Which is very similar to L5P. Yep. Um, probably, 
I don't want to say a step below, but I think the L5P it is a step below. works a little bit better, but yeah. you still, no. I mean, uh, you had it in your, your 15. I had it in the 15 for a little bit, you know, a, a very similar, you know, cruise cancel, up, down, you know, you can change tune files. I think the L5P is really trick because with the truck in the uh, on position, but not running, you have the tachometer, you know, moving to indicate what tune file it's in. I, I don't know why I find that feature so so slick, but I really like that. Um, and then when the engine's running, you know, you have your glow plug light flash where uh, you have that same type of function, you know, with, with the Cummins, except when the, the truck is on, key on, not running, you don't have the tachometer function. Yeah. But. No, I, I mean, nice thing is you still get all the logging, right? You can yep. pull it out. You can see what tune you're in. But I like um, that, and I think, you know, too, like... In these trucks, especially when you get into the newer trucks, there's really not a lot of great areas to mount a switch. And with the CSP5 switch, the problem is is that the back of the switch is so bulky. You know, you got to have some decent real estate out back to mount it. Fish Tuning has their brackets, which we've used a bunch here at the shop. They work really well. But I think anytime you can integrate it into what's existing in the truck, it's just it has a cleaner fit and finish. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. I mean, smartphones always nice too, right? Yeah. We got our our easy link shift on the fly set up with that. Yeah. Um, so no, it's, it's going to be interesting. I know, you know, I don't know if you want to lean in any further on, uh, the 22 stuff and, and kind of tell these guys what they're going to be looking at or if yeah, you I mean, alone. the 22 stuff is going to be very similar to, you know, what you see in the 19 to, you know, 21s as far as power output and stuff like that. You know, if you're in a 68 truck, that's going to be your limitation, you know, grow another 100, 110 horse. If it's in a high output truck, you know, those trucks, we've baselined them at 400 to the tire. You know, we're going to grow again, 100, 110 horsepower. So there's really nothing different on the 22s versus the 19 to 21s, except the process at this time, which eventually will change just like anything else in the custom tuning world. I start to think of, okay, well, we've already tackled the bear in the room. We already have something for the 22s. Now you're starting to see on the forums the 23s. Yeah. You know, different mirrors, different hood. You know, cosmetically, it's a little bit different. Um, we already know that that ECM is going to have the same type of lock patch and process as if, if not worse, what right. you would see in the 22s. It's not going to get easier, right? It's only going to get more complicated. It's just crazy to me over the years, you know, you I've always like talk a bunch of smack about, you know, the Cummins is the easiest one to tune, you know, in 20, you know, the Fords, there's its own hurdle there. The L5Ps from 17 plus, that's been, you know, the, the biggest splash with the biggest hurdle. Yeah. And now here we are in the year of 22 and now we're starting to see that same thing with the Ram platform. Yep. I so. did. I did have a hunch. I mean, you can try it. It didn't work for me. I had a hunch that cabin chassis 22s weren't locked. Oh, wow. Now they're locked. Debunked. Yep, debunked. Debunked. debunked but again, a 22 Cummins platform, right? That's non-FCA, so non-RAM. 2450A. 2450A. You can, you can flash it. Yep, read and write, yep. which is nice. It's crazy. Yep. You don't have many ECMs these days from the OEM that you can literally read a file, mod it, and flash it back in. Like yep. that read process doesn't exist anymore. Yep. So, so But there is, a, there is a level of tune protection there that is nice too, right? Yeah. So... Um, L5P, right? No matter what, like you're not going to get the file that's out in the truck, right? right? So there's some protection there. I feel like, what is the word? Tune theft, theftery? What is, what is the uh, word? I'm like, it's, it's at an all-time high, yeah. right? I feel like with the market the way it is now and the, the delete market being so underground, 
tune theft and people reusing other people's files oh, yeah. and not being able to support it is at an all-time high. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, so, go on the forums. Go on any of the forums. I don't care if you're Power Stroke enthusiast, Cummins enthusiast, Duramax enthusiast. You know, you could go daily, if not bi-daily, on there and you will see a post about, I bought a tune, the truck doesn't run right, my tuner's nowhere to be found. You'll get a couple guys on there bashing the person for, you know, feeling like a, making them feel like an idiot for even posting on there. You know, everyone makes mistakes, right? Not not everyone's perfect. But when you get down to the bottom of it, you know, they bought tunes from some guy who essentially ripped the file off and he's been plugging it into a bunch of trucks. And he has the tunes to get it done, but he doesn't have the ability to fix what's there. And you run into a lot of operating system mismatches and stuff like that, which just because you have a tune file doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work on other vehicles. No, so. we pretty much recreated the H&S era with unlock codes, just with way more complicated vehicles yeah. and people not knowing what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. Exactly. So it's crazy to see that that uh you know that evolve over time you know you mentioned something kind of off topic but uh we're talking about trucks baselining and talking about you know the a 22 cummins only making you know 330 horsepower which compared to the the competitors is complete dog crap we know that uh you know um we, we had an lbc on the dyno that baselined you know 320 or whatever but you just had your budget build that we talked about a few weeks back you know that we're going to be getting into uh you kind of got the the truck's feet wet a little bit you got it on the dyno and we got some baselines some impressive yeah. impressive baselines so whitey came out to play i'm calling her whitey because okay. no one else came okay. up with any names right so, now so 0102 og bubble nose lb7 bone stock truck the truck has stock injectors even still in it. We've probably ran eight gallons, seven gallons of automatic trans fluid through it at this rate just to get it to balance out and, and not be hazy. No gelling problems. Either, no gelling problems. I mean, dude, it's a great maybe. it's a great alternative, right? Um, it has some ratty ass rusted four inch intake on it that had seen better days. What does a two hundred and eleven thousand mile LB seven baseline at? Dude, she she put down 225 horsepower, 225, and backed it up with a 222. Whoa, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that was fourth gear. I mean, if and when we add some real power, we'll probably run it in fifth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was fourth gear. I think it was 425 foot foot pounds. Yeah, 444, 445, and something I was, like that. You know, like, hey, Chris, you know, do you, do you think this is right? And then you know, yeah. quick Google search, right? Yeah. 300 crank, I think. 280. 280 crank. 280 and like 550 okay. or 525. So I mean, the the dyno, you know, is is kind of in line, <laughs> yeah. you know. And you look at like an LBZ, you know, those were 360, you know. So to make 320 on that, like. You know, the ratios are in check, you yeah. know, that's all there, you know, and I mean, no offense to, to Whitey, but uh, the LBZ that's on the dyno is in a little bit nicer shape. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think I might have like sold like 220, like I think I sold Paul on that we were going to make like 650 or 700 horsepower, yeah. so I got my work cut off. Well, me. I mean, here. I, I let, literally got to add 200 200 percent let's let's look at this right like you, you look at an lb7 right and so many times guys will call into the shop right and they're like oh you know stock trans can only make 400 horsepower like yeah like let, let's say let's say your truck was as healthy as could be on the right day right what does one of those trucks probably make probably 230 235 yeah, you know roughly um yeah with a correct intake you know you're probably 15 horsepower shy 
you're talking tune only, you know, 100, 160, 170 horsepower, you know, and then you're talking built trans with a lift pump, 530 horsepower. That's literally double the power. You're literally doubling the power output. Mm-hmm. You know, that's impressive. But guys, guys complain that the rods come out of them at yeah. 650 horsepower. There's a reason. <laughs> Look at how you little tripled the yeah. horsepower. What do you expect? No, I think about my LB7. My LB7 had like 330,000 on it. Wasn't in much better shape uh, than yours, you know. Yeah. But this was also nine years ago, but you know that truck made six hundred horsepower, you know. And it's just it's crazy to think like these things only make low two hundred horsepower stock, you know. Yeah. We, as much as you know, I think about that, you know. We we we're definitely um, spoiled, you know, with the new platforms. Talking about Cummins HOs making four hundred, or you know, the new platforms. Talk about the Fords, the you know, five hundred horsepower. Yeah, the the HO right. Like, is, is that worth the three thousand like, dollars? Should... <sighs> I mean. We, we talked to Nick about that yet? Like, I don't know. Is that, is that coming? Or I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I was told you're the guy to ask. I guess. I guess. So, you know, I'll be curious to see. I'm curious to see what happens. You know, we the 23 Rams are out. You know, they have a new body, blah, 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 a couple cosmetic differences. I'm sure 24 might, might be a little bit different because I feel like Ram and 24 is going to combat what – Ford is doing and announcing for 2023 or 24 same thing with GM you know so but once again there's going to be a whole new complexity involved with you know controllers and tuning and everything like that so yeah no it's uh I guess it's it's what's interesting for me it's a learning curve on both sides right because like I I learned how to tune trucks after the LB7 LOI LBZ so you know, I'm I'm kind of going back and relearning that stuff at the same time as you know we're working on trucks. You know, we're working on tuning trucks now two two decades older. Yeah. So uh, it's it's fun, man. It's it's there's never a dull moment around here. You know, yeah. so it's we got that project going on. Um, we're gonna be add some power to that. I'm sure we'll keep you guys posted. And then uh, yeah, I mean the the Ram. You know, the 22 Ram. I know we got some stuff coming for that. Yep. Yeah. Um, get the Trans uh, living a little bit. Yeah, I know. Got to get some valve bodies. Get some out. Get some air in that thing, and kind of see where it takes us. So I'm curious to see. I mean, not. I, I don't think. Not that no one has done it, right? But like, hey, is that 21 CP3 or that's that recall CP3? Like, is that still going to be good for that 600 horsepower? Yeah. So I'm curious to see about that. No, I think that'll be interesting. Which, again, like you said, not that someone hasn't done it or that information doesn't exist, but it's nice to be able to validate it ourselves in a controlled environment that we can compare apples to oranges or apples to apples, right? Like here's here's a, a dyno graph overlaid for the same truck with a CP4 versus the same truck with a CP3 at the same MM3, same boost, same timing, you yep. know, be no, able to see that. It's awesome having all the, all the trucks here. I mean, we were looking at that. With the EcoBoost turbos, you know, comparing uh, our, we have some EcoBoost turbos that are going to be coming out soon, right? So comparing dyno graphs on uh, the truck now with the turbos, yep. the truck before the turbos, a couple other trucks we had, yep. a couple customer trucks, E50, E85, like that's that's all stuff we did two or three, four years ago now. Yep. So it's nice to circle back around on that stuff and see the differences in the power levels. So, yep. um, but yeah, not just, not just on the diesel stuff, but yep. on the EcoBoost and whatever else is coming out too. Very good. Well... Anything else? Dude, I went into 22. I came out of 22. We're in 23. I came out of 22 on a high. Black box tuner came out of nowhere, like carried us, right? Yeah. Carried us, carried new product. I'm like, 23 is a bust, man. Already yeah. telling you 23 is a bust. No new products coming. Yeah. I was fucking dead wrong. Yeah, no, dead wrong. The we things got that stuff we, coming, man. The things that we can't talk about legally at the moment, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll get to 
there is some really, really, really exciting stuff. You know, there's some things that we get calls on daily, things that you read about on the forums, you know, for specific manufacturers, you know, talking about support of different, you know, vehicles and transmissions and stuff like that. So it's really exciting, you know, what's been going on behind the scenes here over the last couple of weeks, you know. You already know, Paul and I, if it's not you on, it's going to be me and Paul. We're going to be talking about it the minute we have a green light, too. Yep. We have a lot of... Um we have a lot of footage and stuff like that from from Justin, you know, vehicles that have been on the dyno of recent that uh, I know he's just chomping at the bit wanting to release it that we just can't, you know, at the moment. But, uh, you so, know, 23 is shaping up. 23 yeah, is going to be I a think, cool year. I think Q, Q2 of 23 is going to hit real hard. Yeah. yeah. So, well. And it's not T14s, guys. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not T14s. But I think we'll leave it on that note. You know, thanks for listening, guys. For today, this was Chris Hemke. Tim Mahoney. You have a great day. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, This has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. You didn't like that? No, you just sounded like Paul Jr. Oh, fuck. (laughs) All right. Welcome to the podcast, After Hours. No.